In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Here with the 147th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons dropped to 1-2 and two on the season with a 27-24 loss to the Indianapolis Colts. It's time to turn the page here on the Bowtie Chronicles to the Tennessee Titans. Coming in at a 1-2 and two record, well-rested after their Thursday night debacle against Jacksonville where they lost 20-7. to And quarterback Marcus Mariota got beat up pretty bad. Nine sacks, 13 hits. The front interior part of that line was devastated. Uh, ben Jones, the former Georgia Bulldog at center. Jamal Douglas, a former Falcons practice squad guy. And Roger Saffold, the former Ram who was signed in uh, free agency by the Titans. Tackle Jack Conklin didn't look too good either. So uh, the Falcons got to be licking their chops thinking, hey, we can get after Mariota after what Jacksonville did to them on Thursday night but you can be sure they're going to try to sure that thing up and uh, make sure that uh, there there is a pocket of some sort for Marcus Mariota to pass so we went on over to the Titans site to uh, hear from coach Mike Vrabel who discussed a possible solution to that front interior problem and he checked in uh, he talked about the Falcons and about Marcus Mariota to the media over there in Nashville on Monday. So let's give you all some of that from Coach Mike Vrabel. I think it was focused on us, but, you know, certainly Atlanta. I mean, they have very, very good skill players. I mean, they've got a great quarterback. I mean, Julio Jones is the, you know, as good as you could be. Um, but, but Ridley is as talented. Sanu is versatile, tough. Freeman runs hard, runs violent, runs fast. They have some some guys that have played a lot of football up front. They've got a good tight end group with Hoop and, and Stalker. Um, you know, so it, it's it's a great challenge. I mean, that's they've got really good skill players, and you can see when when Matt got into a rhythm on Sunday, um, completed a lot of passes and, and brought it and got us got his team back into the football game. Oftentimes, when one side of the ball is struggling, a coach talks about simplifying. Is that something that could help you? Is that something that's been discussed or could help? Well, I think um, whichever direction we decide to go with the game plan, I think this week the biggest thing is that um, we do everything we can to stay on track, that we we avoid the self-inflicted mistakes, the, the, the penalties, the negative plays, tackles for loss, sacks, drops, all those things that we really do to ourselves uh, on both sides of the ball. Um, and I think you know, if, we, if we need to simplify, then, then we'll have to simplify. But we just have to be able to not um, you know, get behind the chains and live in, in second and 20 or you know, first and 15. Throughout 
week just to try to get Marcus in more of a rhythm early and get his confidence going? Um, you know, practice well. I mean, just continue to stay focused and be crisp and, and execute. And I think that you build trust and confidence on the practice field uh, that, that when you can execute in practice, um, you know, that should lead to game reality. You know, that's kind of what we always think. And, um, you know, there were, there were some really, there were some good things on Thursday. I'm not going to tell you that they were, they were all great. They were all bad because I mean, there were some good throws in there. Um, but there are things that we need to fix. And, and that's a collective effort um, throughout the offense and, and, and me and the coaching staff. Yeah, that's Mike Vrabel there talking about the Falcons, some of their own issues, and then it sounds like he's defending uh, or deflecting blame on the uh, from the quarterback there. Uh, Marcus Mariota, fifth-year option, jury's out on whether that was a good pick or not. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it looks like Coach is defending uh, – him and deflecting the blame going in his direction but uh you know the uh, jury's still out on him we'll see uh when we look at some of the things here in our breakdown later now they've got a uh, guard nate davis from charlotte played for chris selfo the former falcons tight end coach uh last season uh, for the uh, for Charlotte was drafted in the third round after a good showing at the Senior Bowl. They've been trying to get him in the lineup, but it's so hard with linemen today because there's no padded practices. It's hard for him to get in. So uh, you know the coach has got to be in the right state of mind to just throw a guard out there because uh, if it doesn't work out, then it's a you know parade to the quarterback like they had down in Jacksonville. But let's hear some more from uh, Coach Vrabel about guard Nate Davis, six four three sixteen, rookie out of Charlotte. Uh, now, almost a month into the season, you feel like he's progressed to the point where maybe he could be. Yeah. I mean, I, I do. I want to try to play Nate. You know, the only way that you can see, um, again, to you guys' point, was was the games. I mean, it's hard to, um, some of these practices with one padded practice a week or in last week's case, uh, none. You know, those are, those are difficult things. And so... We're, we're going to have to try to get him ready to go as soon as we possibly can, and, and I'm hopeful that that's this week. He's faced with spending so much time and trying to get ready without having opportunity to go through the building again. Well, I mean, it's just you know, a, lot of, a lot of reps, you know, a lot of reps that um, through training camp you have and preseason games um, where you're out there and you're able to maybe run some of your base core concepts and start to build a routine on what certain blocks need to look like and feel like and, and reacting in pass rush situations and, and bodies around you and you know live pass rush where you know one on one pass rush is one thing but you know the rest of the guys usually scatter when when there's a move uh, by the defensive player and then in a game you know there's other bodies, there's legs, there's traffic so um, yeah, it's just there's there's I think a lot that goes into it but we're trying our best to, to get him, and I know he is. He, he's he wants to get back, and he wants to, to try to help this football team. There it is, Coach Mike Vrabel talking about Nate Davis trying to get him ready to play. Uh, they need to uh, secure the interior of their pocket. It was collapsed and compromised against Jacksonville. They'll try to get that done before they come here to Atlanta. Now, let's look at some of their stat uh, guys here. You know, we know on the defensive side of the ball, they're pretty stout. Uh, Drill Casey, uh, 
Kevin Byer from Middle Tennessee and from uh, from here in Atlanta. Uh, so you know the defense has been stout, but if the Titans can do anything, it's because of their offense and you know how far can they go with uh you know Mariota who's limited throwing the ball outside the numbers uh, Derrick Henry is the main offensive weapon 51 carries 210 yards for three touchdowns he likes Mariota likes to throw to Delaney Walker the tight end 16 catches 158 and two touchdowns you old timers will remember him from the 2012 game uh, when he was with the San Francisco 49ers opposite of Vernon Davis. Uh, and the tight ends led that comeback against the Falcons with uh, Colin Kaepernick uh, in the NFC Championship game. So Delaney is still playing and he is Marcus Mariota's top weapon. Mariota is uh, 56 of 92 for 706 yards. That's a 60.9 completion percentage. Four touchdowns, zero interceptions, and a passer rating of 99.3. Uh, they did try to go out and get him a weapon this year. Adam Humphreys, the, ty- the uh, wide receiver from Clemson, former Tampa Bay Buck. He's got nine catches for 97 yards. So, you know, we're going to see a mean and upset Tennessee team, well-rested team that that will hit you, punch you in the mouth, come into the Mercedes-Benz Stadium on Sunday at 1 o'clock. Now, the Falcons are... Uh, We've documented their uh, string of losses against teams from the AFC. Perhaps they can snap it on Sunday against the Tennessee Titans. You know, the one lost last week. They lost all four to the uh, AFC North last season and then went one and three against the uh, AFC East in 2017. And, uh, you know, after 2016, you had the Super Bowl in there. So you got one win. In the last, uh, you know, uh, that's eight, ten games against the uh, against the AFC team. So Tennessee probably will be the the uh, you know they they hit so uh, they won't be the weakest. I don't want to call them call them that. That's what I'm hesitating a little bit about. But uh, Mike Malarkey, their former head coach, is on the staff. He'll have a good book on what to do uh, with Mariota. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Now, just to wrap up here, uh, the um, who the penalties, the penalties, the penalties, the penalties. The Falcons are second in the league with thirty-seven penalties for two hundred and sixty-four yards. They're going to have a uh, full crew at practice to help them out this week. Uh, they've had them there all before. It looks like they're getting caught up in the, the league's crackdown on holding as the uh, offensive and defensive holding have been called on them. So they need to figure out what's a hold and what's not a hold these days uh, and uh, move on. But yeah, they had a key penalty against the uh, the Colts there. Third and ten, they're off the field trying to get the ball back, but Demonte Casey's called for holding. It was an incomplete pass. They would have had a first down, and well, they would punted and they would have had about you know 10 minutes left to uh, you know take over the lead there they were down 3 20 to 17 just can't scramble back in the games with a bunch of penalties so let's look at the teams that are doing it well and the teams that are not doing it so well Cleveland's got 47 penalties for 326. Atlanta second, 37-264. Uh, New Orleans Saints, 35-205. 
Detroit 35 of 191, Chicago 33 of 133. My numbers are from the NFL's GISA system, the game stats and information system, which uh, are the league's official stats. I don't go to that uh, NFLpenalties.com. I don't know where that's coming from, so I'll just stick with the league official stats. Now the teams that are doing it well, and a couple of them are on the Falcon schedule. Indianapolis, of course, 18. They have uh, the lowest in the league, followed by Philadelphia and Carolina at 20. Then Pittsburgh at 21 and the Rams at 22. So maybe the full crew being at practice will help the Falcons out. But for now, we're going to wrap it up here. The Bowtie Chronicles podcast, 147th episode of Look at the Tennessee Titans will be coming into town. They're not in a good mood. They've been well rested. Got embarrassed on national TV down in Jacksonville. So I'm thinking they're gonna be it's gonna be a big rumble at the stadium on Sunday between the Falcons one and two and the Titans one and two at 1 p.m. at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents... Hip-hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants a rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny... One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC.